0: Ball
1: Welcome, welcome welcome to the fantasy keeper league pod it's week five episode four as always i'm your host khan katri joined to my right my co-host mikhail hasselhoff <laughs> and we're joined by the man from the big apple himself back-to-back weeks from the hot shots up in new york james L. bracco of the entertainment industry
2: how are you jim I- i'm doing well i'm doing well tonight
1: glad to have you on as our first um Non physical in person guests. Yeah, this sure. We'll see ha- how
0: that up. So it better be good.
1: Yeah, and I'm getting this uh, notification from this Skype app that we're using for this pod recording, and it's telling me that I need to give you uh, notice that I'm recording your conversation to avoid any legal issues that might come up. And <laughs> I think with recent current events that have occurred about phone calls. And recordings and those phone calls, then recording conversations, um, I would ask that you refrain from any quid pro quo type requests uh, as we, you know, have the duration of this podcast. Yeah, this better not be in a hype video.
2: I mean, I thought I was a John Gritty in this situation, and you're not going to tell me I'm being recorded. So,
1: um, Yeah, I'm not aware of Pennsylvania's uh, other party, third-party consent laws, but we're just going to assume they don't exist um, because we've given you the the proper disclaimer so i'll stop talking turn it over to hope let's talk about the week that just happened and what a funky one it was yeah you know the drill uh week four
0: overall i've seen a lot of people refer to it as a weird fantasy football week uh whatever that means i mean while every week has things that don't go to plan it did seem like there were more unexpected occurrences this week than usual um also sitting watching red zone with uconn i kind of sense this malaise
1: yeah going through
0: the games. I couldn't really explain it, but it did seem a little off in the early morning or early afternoon games, especially. I think the four o'clock games picked up there were two really fun ones. Um the the Rams and the the Bucks and the uh the Broncos and Jaguars are fun, but the other two were also kind of trash. Oh, no well we had a 230 yard runner for that game, but anyway we'll get to that. And we could talk about some specific unexpected occurrences that happen as we go through the team by team recaps. Um, So, seeing as we have Jimmy as our guest, I figure we should start off with his game versus Ant. Um, Also fitting because it was the closest game of the week, and the one where the most trash talking
1: uh, conspired leading up to it. Yeah,
0: a lot of a lot of chatting, a lot of uh, snipping, chirping
1: going on a lot from, of capping from people as the, outside as the kids.
0: Matchup. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I, I was kind of contributing. Yeah. To that you too. threw your lot in the, well, with yeah. Jim, flu, um, I was a, so the Rex Ryan of Hans Baker Mayfield. Anyway, um, <laughs> I actually thought Anne had a chance considering how well the rest of his team played, but it was, uh, one of the strange occurrences where all three of his good receivers, had bad outings and that I think in essence sunk his team.
1: And that kind of epitomizes like the week of Odell Beckham and Deandre Hopkins getting 11 points.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, t- you, I think at this point you could throw Tyler Lockett in there too. The 9.5 points from him is well below expectations. Um, uh, on Jimmy's side, uh, balance effort has always got very close to his projection. Um, Basically, your team kept on rolling.
2: Jimmy, do you have anything else to add to this matchup? Yeah, two things. One, Mark Andrews is for real. Despite dealing with the foot injury, he still caught a touchdown. It's rising from, what was that, like a three-point performance? Oh,
1: not Four-point performance in yeah. week three.
0: He's coming back. All right. Well, I didn't say anything about him for, for that week. It was just, week. I mean, it was it was just, just that week one week. talking <laughs> about. And on top of that, <laughs> I don't have to go back to it ever again.
2: I had so much riding on like the shit talking where I was like I had, I could do so much more, but if I would have lost to ant, I was like I need to like not jinx myself. And like it was I appreciated your jinx for his uh top three wide, top ten wide receivers. So I don't know. You might have won the battle, but
1: seeing as to how you lost a starting wide receiver during um Oh, he's not outlaw. Result of that game. Are you worried about the next few weeks or do you think he's gonna be back
2: like Two this weeks. This guy got hit, was carted off on a stretcher, and then a week later was back.
0: Uh, Jamal Williams?
2: No, Devontae Adams. Oh, Devontae. Devontae Adams, like a few years ago, got like destroyed and was like worse than Jamal Adams and came yeah, back. That's the
0: difference between a head injury and a foot injury. Well, it's was- well, not serious,
2: so it's like, why would I...
0: He's
1: definitely out this week. I just it's I how much the NFL cares about I wanna see if he comes back next week. Head
0: injuries versus foot injuries, but he's already probably not gonna play next week versus Dallas. Anyway, I think your bench is too
1: deep for you to be worrying about it anyway. Um, we could talk about it in the the forecast. I think I found out the um Achilles heel of Ant's team and why he lost to Jim. And I think it goes back to what they were talking about, where I think Ant's looking for good fantasy good football players like in the NFL.
0: Yeah.
1: But you don't need good football players in the NFL. You need good fantasy players because I'm looking at ants, actual players. And Odell Beckham won his matchup. Sanders won his matchup. Goldman won his matchup. Lockett won his matchup. Bucker won his matchup. The Seattle defense won their matchup. He's drafting winning players in the NFL. He might not be necessarily drafting winning players in fantasy football. Yeah, it goes back to like uh, Miles Sanders as a promising NFL future. I'm sure, but as of right now, he's I, like I wouldn't trust. Him. He's like yeah. the. Fifth percentile in all like running back metrics. Have you did you see that report about Sanders? He's no. like thirty fifth out of thirty sixth in like six ca- uh, ball carrier categories <laughs> of all eligible running backs.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. But then again, it goes. He is kind of a serviceable fantasy football player as of now, even though he's a much worse real life player. That's yeah. that's kind of a strange one.
1: Interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Reid
2: too. So. I mean I heard he by hit his bye week. So it's like you had if he would have Breda and Gallman, he probably would have won.
0: Maybe. Yeah. But his receivers have to do better than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um Yeah, I mean we can talk
1: more about how his team's shaping up in the in the forecast as I was saying. But I guess just to add, um, those metrics really quickly on <laughs> um Sanders. So this is out of thirty-six qualified running backs, he's 34th out of 36 in DYAR. I have no idea what that means. I think it's like defense adjusted, like yards over some shit. But his DVOA is 35th out of 36, and his VOA is 36 out of 36. So they're normalizing, obviously, for matchups, they're normalizing for uh, like offense, everything. And he's still like one of the worst um, metrics uh, across the board. So that's just interesting. Probably means nothing. Um, Might be game plan based.
0: Yeah. um, Need better run backs. Got Ronald Jones on the bench there, but we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh moving on, John ellman versus Shane. Um, last week we tried as much as we could to hype up Shane's team um to kind of to no avail. Yeah, and not only did John end up dropping 170, but Shane himself only scored 80 points, which was by far the worst um output from anyone, I believe. And I don't think it was particularly close either.
1: No, I think Nick yeah. Chubb could have, like, laid waste to half of Shane's team. And then James Conner could have came th- back with, like, his ten, carry, 10 carries and did the rest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, solid performances all around for John and the
0: monster performance by Nick Chubb, obviously. Thank you to Brian for giving him um, Travis Kelsey. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, by the time James Conner's game rolled around, it was already over. So, But good um, contribution from him, too. Finally shown some signs of life. Um, It also goes back to him having a great defense and kicker, like we talked about in the draft preview. Like he filled out his whole starting lineup pretty quick, and that enabled him to get the Bears D and Greg the leg. And that's just like the difference between him and whoever
1: a Cybert is for Cleveland. You know? Yeah, I mean he has the luxury of doing that based on his keeper situation, but Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and I mean, for Shane, just horrible performances by Shane from the guys who he needed um, something from the most. Marlon Mack ended up shooting the bed. Tom Brady had his worst game in like a decade or
2: so. Um, do you think, think? Do you think Shane will do better now that he's gotten engaged? Like, do you feel like maybe his his focus was not a hundred percent on fantasy football? Maybe.
1: Do you think he's gonna have more time to focus on fantasy football now that he's yeah. engaged? I hope Amanda does not us, but I, <laughs> I don't
0: I don't remember the timeline of <laughs> I think I won the I, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I won the league, and I got engaged all in the same year. I'm not entirely sure. Oh wow.
2: So it, it yeah, get, not, is it it's not the first few weeks like for him it's like these first few weeks he was probably prepping for the engagement.
0: Yeah, but like Tom Brady isn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he should have had a performance 7 points anyway yeah we also talked about DK Metcalf and tried to hype him up versus
1: Arizona and yeah, yeah good, we- good call by Shane saying how amazing he's going to be uh, this upcoming year and putting up 1.6 points
2: I mean he's third in red zone in red zone targets in the league
1: True. yeah that's fine Wait, I just want to he's see he's him crash burn
2: guy. yeah, yeah it'll help the narrative
1: a lot more if that happens than if he's actually successful.
0: Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yeah. There's not much to this. Yeah. It was a the blowout of the week by far. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, John doubled up. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until now, but that's terrible. Um, Mishi versus Brian. Um, Mishi took this one by fairly close. I mean, 17 points is a fairly decent margin. Um, for me, some signs of life from Jarvis Landry, which is good news. And Christian McCaffrey carried the Yay. load for a second consecutive 30-point game. I still think there are some reasons to worry with Sony Michelle. I think I saw a stat that was like he has zero missed tackles all season versus guys like Chris Carson who had 18 missed tackles just last week. Yeah, so he's not, not too good. nimble with the uh,
1: the agility. It's looking like up there.
2: Well, their defense is just so good that they don't even need to, like, really pull out any offense.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's, like, a big fantasy thing, a little tip, advice, whatever you guys want to call it. But that's definitely something to, like, pay attention to. It's, like, which team is just completely, like, on another end of a spectrum of, like, what you expect the rest of their season to be like. And the Patriots not allowing, like, no matter what their record is, not allowing, like, what is it? Like, how many touchdowns on, like, their actual defense. Like, that trend is not going to stay. So when that changes... You know, Edelman, Michelle, White, like all their, Brady even, I think all their things will change um, at a higher like, rate than other teams that are pretty consistent
2: with how they're going to look for the rest of the season. Well, Sonny Michelle's
1: the ground pound guy, right?
2: Yeah. Any, well, how many, many games are you going to have where they really have to worry about it? Because it's like they play Miami, they play Buffalo, they play the Jets again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my point exactly, is they could put in Brandon Bolden and they still be fine.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's it's not really, like, it's so far beyond that if you have a slightly, you run the ball more, if you're behind slightly, you put in the pass catcher and running back. It's so far beyond that that it just completely breaks that methodology. Um, so, like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's good for Sony Michelle anymore, that they're going to be playing –
1: this cupcake schedule for what the next yeah, three weeks? I was gonna say that completely like refutes my point, which is I think they're doing really ridiculous because they're playing bad defenses, but that's not gonna change over the next three weeks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> how about Mark Ingram just becoming like this year's trick or treat ass player where he'll get you like 25 or more points or get you like single digits? He's so good. I-, I had him on my team a bunch like over the last couple years
2: across all these i didn't even realize how good he was no he's really good yeah yeah he i, I had with Kamara and him i had him and Kamara one year or was it last year and it was still like they're just still just as good like i had them for two years straight and it was just they're just like ingrams is so talented and like he's one of the most underrated running backs in the league
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Ravens similar to the Patriots, another team to monitor. Their first four games have been really wacky. I don't think their next twelve games are going to go in that same way, like that first game and I think that second or third game. So I want to see how Ingram's stats once again kind of level out versus whatever the fuck we're seeing right now. Yeah, um,
0: for Brian, let's uh, going over his team real quick. I, Trash. I see.
1: Well, I see like
0: enough there to compete. I guess you can kind of consider what happened last week competing, like it was in the blowout. Um, But what do you see there that makes you think it can compete? Well, I think Robert Woods has a good opportunity as any to have like he had 33 points. I don't expect that every week, but um, he can do that again at any point, basically. Um, I don't know. Can I see the rest of the team? Yeah. Jacoby has been a decent quarterback. He can, up 20 burger like any given week. Calvin really had a good start to the season. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it does kind of fall off and then with, it completely tail dives with yeah. Freeman, Cohen, Knox. He has some interesting receivers like Dorsett, Williams, Fuller, uh all on the bench. I don't know when Adrian Green's gonna come back, so I'm not factoring him in. But there's some interesting decisions to be made at receiver. It's just your running backs are uh what, over the hill, Devonte Freeman more or less, and Tariq Cohen, who's not really getting into the game all that much. And you're, if when your tight ends like fucking Dawson Knox,
2: like hey, Dawson Knox put up eight point eight points and outwent projections. And like now, if, if Barkley's still the QB, he's gonna get even more targets. Yeah. Okay. Like, like the problem, the thing about our league is it's like besides a few teams, like three teams, like anybody can beat anyone on any given week. Whereas yeah. like I just have to, Brian could put up like one fifteen and Shane like a, like a team like Shane or anyone else can put up like just like just enough to get by or like eighty points you know yeah
0: so it's if, that's what I'm saying like if it's a matter of um, having as many of your players uh, put up good numbers at once then Shane uh, sorry uh, Brian has enough to work with but he probably has less of a chance of. The majority of his players kind of hitting it all at once than a lot of other teams do, you know. So it's not looking at like the individual players as much as like how much chance do you, does everyone have to like put together a formidable uh, week, basically.
1: Yeah, I think we can end this matchup on this note, and it goes back to what you're saying about Brian trying to figure out his interesting decisions at wide receiver and. To that, I say, if those are the questions that you have to ask, I don't really want to know the answers (laughs) because there's not any good ones.
0: Yeah, Um, it might be fun now that he's tanking to just play (laughs) around with matchups and, you know, just have a good one,
1: you know. Brian, start AJ Green even though he's on
0: fucking IR and
1: just see what happens. Is Raheem Mostert the one that... Volter's touchdowns, or is that the no. other one? Raheem Mostert was the guy that was vultureing touchdowns like last year or the year before, but this year that's Jeff Wilson Junior's role. Hmm. Okay, fuck it. Start him anyway. I mean it can't be any yeah. worse. Go than, crazy. Yeah. Fuck it.
0: Anyway, um Jeff versus Foltz moving on. Um I just want to start this off by saying that Foltz finally started Dak Prescott. Nice. Like we've Good been called. <laughs> like we've been yelling at him to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he proceeded to put up like seven point six points. Uh, Not that Baker Mayfield would have made the difference between winning and losing for him. It's just funny. Uh, it's another example of what I was talking about at the start of the podcast is we don't know anything. We're just talking. Um, other than that, pretty comfortable win for Jeff, despite only 19 points for Mahomes and his much anticipated dome debut. And the strangest 26 point game from Todd Gurley, uh, I say that because he had, I think, 12 rushing yards or 16 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So he also had a lot of uh, receptions and receiving yards. So that went completely counter with what we were thinking about him. Like, oh, he's not getting goal line work. He's not catching any passes. Everything flipped around except for his production in the running game. So still waiting for a consistent showing from him. But, hey, 26 points is 26 points.
1: Yeah, I think if – you were to look at that and be like, okay, he's he put up like four point three points last week and he put up like sixteen the, the week before. What do you think, like not the result, but what do you think like you expect like the output of his like week four performance? Just if you saw how like his stat line and carries. Yeah. And I think like the score being 55 to 40 just um elevates that floor of like what points he's gonna score by so much. Yeah. That like looking at five attempts, looking at, you know, how many rushing yards he's getting on these attempts, like I would say, he's closer to that 4.3 point performance, and like sixteen, if I just like I said, if it wasn't like the game that it was in terms of scoring. Um, but that's just an opinion. Seeing other week or so is going to be interesting about him.
2: I think Todd Gurley is probably going to be like a top. Like he's going to be a, he's going to be at least a, like a he's going to be a strong running back too the rest of the way. And I feel like the key between good running backs and running backs, you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm not really confident. Is like can they get points in any way? Like, certain games, like, this is a good sign that he got all his points from receptions and, and receiving yards and two touchdowns. Because it means, like, okay, when he's back to, like, just rushing the ball and breaking big runs, then it's like, oh, okay. Like, that's the difference between him and Fournette. Like, for example. Because Fournette's just really just a straight running back. Well, we can, can talk, so. we can talk about
0: Fournette in a bit. But yeah, um, yeah Todd Gurley has been good for on the ground more or less uh it's just they were worried about his goal line usage and his efficiency um catching passes out of the backfield so to see that happen it's it's a pretty good sign i would say overall
1: yeah i think the only thing i kind of like um, used as a comparison point against that is like relative to like what you expected from Todd Gurley, which in my case would have been like where you drafted him, you were drafting like a top 12 running back, not a 13 to 24 running back. Well, he was, he was drafted 11th overall in our keeper league by that point. I think,
0: which is basically people
1: off the board, but that's like kind of where his ADP also um, is in just standard 12 team PPR leagues. Yeah.
0: So I think the expectation is a high end RB two, which I think, is what Jimmy's saying he's going to be?
1: Yeah. You think so? a high-end RB too? I mean, I, I think so too, yeah. yeah he's, he's, so, so not off like our league, I'm going off of like in redraft leagues, he's going nine, which is he's not the ninth running back taken. He's probably like the fifth running back taken. Yeah. Which is like, what do you expect out of your the fifth running back that you take off the board? Uh, one through 12 or a,
2: like you said, 13 through 16. Yeah. Well, I mean, name recognition and people being like, oh, Todd Gurley and just thinking that, like, he's going to have Right.
1: I mean, the same thing happened to people like James Conner, so it's not – and technically, in this case, Saquon Barkley, so that's the other uh, randomness aspect to yeah.
0: it. Um, do you have any notes on Colts' team? Can you go back to that?
1: Um, I think – the kind don't. No, not really. It's nice to see David Johnson still getting like a steady workload down there in Arizona. I think that they're gonna they're gonna have weeks where there's just gonna be like wacky outcomes. Yeah. But the pure volume down there just says good things about Arizona um skill players skill yeah. players. Yeah, just... Huh?
2: Like what about his receivers? Like I feel like people are trashing his receivers and like they turn out for like fourteen point games and a twenty four point game. And like yeah. that might not change really, like it might swap in their points, but he could get 40 points from his receivers in a given week. Like, I think people are underestimating how good Sutton and Robinson are, like, especially if Trubisky's out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Robinson's, I was pretty high on Robinson, like going into the year, just because I think like last year was basically a a fluke for him. Um, So Seeing that's not that surprising. The Sutton one <laughs> definitely. He's been, he's been sneaky good. <laughs> is yeah. Surprising, because yeah. he's been consistent, but um, and <laughs> they've lost every single game. <laughs> but they've still been able to like maintain that. I guess I guess he's RB one on the Bron. I didn't. I think Sanders has had a, maybe one higher week, but I don't think he's been better. Um, overall, so yeah, I guess we're keeping it afloat over there. Oh, just uh, want to talk about how big of a disappointment OJ
0: Howard has been. Uh, when yeah. you have a, your team scoring 54 points and you only get in on <laughs> that for like six Wait, he, points he, in PPR. Did he keep
1: uh, O.J. Howard or was yeah, he a yeah, draft
0: pick? Okay, next
1: <laughs> but I think
0: even Cameron Brake caught a touchdown over him this past week, which I never thought I would, I would say Cameron Brait's name in any fantasy football discussion ever again
1: but here we are (laughs) just imagine a coach coming in and being like i'm going to completely nullify your keeper
0: (laughs) yeah man that's crazy shit i mean yeah i was not expecting that (laughs) at all um let's talk about Ilya versus john paulino Ilya had a resounding victory after i and i think also you picked john over him uh we kind of I guess we really wanted John to get that free meal, and it just wasn't going to happen this week.
1: It's two wins or more, three wins. Uh, I don't know. I don't he has to get more than two or two.
2: I don't um, know. We we'll, we'll got the. It's it's exactly
1: John's like multiple times, like listed out the exact terms. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be very easy. Also, to, I, think I, think just, I think it's just one I more. Win. More about this deal than John Polino does, probably. <laughs> yeah. Are you just gonna go there and like I'll, watch? Yeah. <laughs> <what I> <laughs> Just talk shit to John the entire time. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin, 45 points. Yeah, I mean, that's really the game right there, I feel like, in a lot lot of ways. That's just so many points. So good. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, just the difference between having Lamar Jackson and Andy Dalton as your quarterbacks, having um, 30 points versus three points in that slot, I would say, is a pretty
1: significant difference. But if you actually look at the advanced metrics, Andy Dalton had like a twenty-two point fantasy game. It just didn't um, come out in the actual results. So if we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hang our hats on some aya and some anya mm-hmm. or whatever those metrics are. Man, that game was terrible,
0: though. That was demoralizing for the the Bengals. Uh, I, I think it's the line, though. I don't wanna I don't wanna trash Andy Dalton too much because he got sacked like eight times. It's it's the same shit. Like Jimmy, you're a Bengals fan. Like what
2: what what do you have to say? So like they knew coming in the offensive line was terrible because they lost people and like traded people. But you can just see like if you're like actively like looking at their games, like he just doesn't have time. Or when he has time, then everyone's covered. So it's it's not like he has like there's certain people. It's like oh every play they have time, and Andy Dalton's not going to be able to scramble that much. So yeah, I, I think I think like if you look at he had a better game against San Francisco and they are a better team than Pittsburgh. This is just like this was going to happen because it's the Steelers like Bengals game in Heinz Field when the Steelers need this win to like save their season.
1: Yeah, I agree. I also think that it was the refs. I mean, I think I see the same thing happening with the Bengals, the Texans and the Cardinals, which is. Quarterbacks that can get you to a decent place in terms of like your offense, and play callers that are first year, like trying new, you know, advanced whatever RPO shit. But then the lines are just not letting, um, sorry, the Texans don't have a new play caller, but with Deshaun Watson, they do a lot of crazy things. But the lines that all three of those teams have just don't allow their quarterbacks or offenses to really excel like that. Yeah. That's why you have the Andrew Hopkins putting up like um, three or four points sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, actually, the the Texans line has been kind of um, bad mouthed too much because I saw a thing that was are they like decent Deshaun Watson's just holding onto the ball Ball for too too long. long. They've been more or less decent. They've been improving from week one to week four exponentially. Um, I think it's partly on Deshaun Watson whatever whatever's happening down there um anyway
1: back i don't to- know he drew that like did you see the video where he like oh yeah it was, it was really funny because that clip like spanned the entire like take verse where it went from like oh and just for those uh on the pod that don't know what uh we're referring to it's basically this um clip where deshaun watson gets asked by a reporter really quickly hey why couldn't you throw deep on the uh panthers and for some reason he gets like kind of annoyed by that question. And instead of just like giving like a very, um, curt answer, he kind of goes into like a very specific description of, okay, the safety's one here. This happened, that happened. And where was I going with this? Oh, I was talking it, it about went through the choice. take first. Like oh, he's
0: belittling this innocent, um, reporter. reporter versus like the reporters <laughs> trying to like make Watson look stupid, whatever. But I I guess it was a non issue because the reporter was like, yeah, that was an eloquent response and I wasn't trying to go at him or whatever.
2: No, I think the issue was he didn't want to give up the game plan that they had on the Panthers. Because he looks over and he looks at the guy, he looks over in the video at like on the side and he's like getting approval to be like, okay, I'm going to explain this all. And like, because like you'll have people do that like when LeBron's like, oh, I just reiterated the last three minutes of this basketball game. It's the same thing. It's like, it's just different because basketball is so much more in the moment and football is game playing. And you don't want people to know that like Watson understands exactly what the Panthers do. The Panthers may change that or they may like replicate that if you're another team.
1: Yeah. I guess it's just funny because as soon as he gave, as soon as he gave that response, the reporter should have been like, Uh, pointed it to whatever statistics yet it's like okay well you're holding onto the ball for too long so obviously you can diagnose and diagram this but you're still fucking it up uh back to this matchup just on a final note uh we trashed ilia's
0: atrocious running back situation While while i still think he's in trouble there uh they held their own for this week and we we specifically made fun of him picking up canyon drake and he actually ended up starting him and he did serviceably well so
2: I don't know. 20 points from two from two running backs is not... No, is I'm like, not
0: saying good. I'm just saying that, I mean...
2: Not even, I wouldn't even say serviceable. I'd say, like, if he doesn't get a Lamar Jackson game like that, and he doesn't get a Godwin game, then, like, you're... He's, yeah. like, he's losing to John Polina.
0: Yeah, then he's, like, seven other teams in this league where you just need someone
2: to blow yeah, up. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um... I actually didn't take any notes on our matchup because I figured we'd just talk about it. Yeah. I have, I just have one very specific thing to say about it. And it's, it's really funny if you go down the list, how close all the matchups were, except for one thing. <laughs> um, Philip Rivers, and Matt Stafford had like uh, both good games, um, around the same point total. Um, our receivers all kind of disappointed. Um, no one went over 9.7. Um, Leonard Fournette did enough for two running backs. Asian Pearson didn't do much, but our running backs also matched up point for point very well. Um, again, kickers both scored four points. Tight ends both had decent weeks. But you <laughs> scroll down to the bottom. It's three <laughs> points from Jacksonville defense and 31 points for New England defense. So that's literally, it can't get any more explicit than that. The Patriots defense was the reason why he won.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, even if you take away no, their there's thirty, no <laughs> what? even, <laughs> what's the maybe? Uh, I don't know. I the maybe is if you give them like an average defense point total, like seven or eight, then I think it's I still kind of beat you with like one more player performing as expected. Um, but no, I will say the Patriots defense is definitely the result of the difference in our matchup. Like, yeah, it was just that twenty-six point no. I should take that back. Yeah. It's pretty lucky. They're just crushing it. I really don't have any opinions or thoughts about them other than the fact that I was surprised they were available on the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, as they were about to play the dolphins after what the Ravens did to them in week one. And that's kind of the beginning and end of that story.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: We don't have to talk about this anymore. (laughs) Um, I nothing I would have done in do my matchups would have Yeah, do you have so any takeaways about, like... I, I feel like we didn't do a good enough job of talking shit of our matchup because we were focusing too much on, like, other people's and possibly in preparation of this pod, but... Yeah, we need more shit-talking
2: uh, in the like, like,
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think we even exchanged that many barbs throughout the day other than you just being, like, sad about um, Adam Thielen or something. Oh, when we were watching together in person? Yeah, just... I think it goes back to it. The malaise was there, so I wasn't even kind of feeling just talking shit to people.
2: Yeah. This was the flukiest week. It was it was Ant's yeah. week,
0: you know? Week.
2: So So happened. that's
0: that's our recap. Sorry, Jim.
2: Go ahead. Oh no, nothing. That was just that was a, the flukiest week, so and obviously really Yeah. Everything that could happen did happen, like in terms of just like, oh the dumbest things like The Rams being down, like, what, like, by, like, 20 points and then just coming back. Or, like, defense is just getting, like, miraculous touchdowns. Like, that block kick that the Patriots had. And, like, every week someone throws right to a cornerback and the guy just waltzes in for the Patriots. Like, it's, it's not even that they're not getting touchdowns. They're just, like, they're just getting, they're getting touchdowns that are just, like, gifted to them. Yeah, yeah, there was, like, a lot of fluky shit. Like, what team was it where the
1: running back, like, fumbled at the one-yard line? They ran it back, like... Oh, know, car-
0: yeah, carry-on Johnson. <laughs> yeah,
1: carry-on Johnson. They ran it back 99 yards, like the Chiefs. Um, there was, like, I think there was, like, another, like, touch like like there were like, touchdowns, like, that-, that were called back. There was, like, a bunch of weird, like, pass interference, uh, like, so weird the, things happening.
0: Yeah, the Chiefs-Lions game was the weirdest one because I think they started the second half with four consecutive fumbles, like, back-to-back or something like that. Like there was a lot of fumbling happening. The one guy on the Lions waited for uh, Meikle Hartman. He caught the ball and he fell to the ground. He didn't touch him as he was down. He waited for him to get up and he just like punched the ball out as soon as he was up. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we can pivot over to
1: talking about the NFL in general. Yeah, and definitely. I on that. Um, this for everyone else section on just what's going on with some of the different matchups in the NFL, some of the bigger storylines as we so lovingly like to call it, it is the notes from around the league section. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. It's not been the same kind of uh, frequency of storylines in the NFL on an individual player basis. Um, yeah. There's no major trades, no trade demands, um, no like Nothing crazy. On that yeah. Point. Yeah. No, like domestic violence disputes, like coming, coming into the fray. So I think this is a good week to kind of talk about two of the more exciting matchups that we had um, in the NFL and how that kind of influences what's happening at the tops of both of the conferences. So first let's talk about this Rams and Bucks matchup because I think going into the week, a lot of people expected, at least myself, like the Rams with kind of the injury to Drew Brees, the Eagles kind of floundering with injury problems in the early part of the year the seahawks still like trying to figure things out that the rams kind of were the class of the east and they went in to the bucks and completely got i don't want to say blown away but they kind of had no idea what was coming and kind of got punched in the mouth by the bucks and Jameis winston yeah. and now i'm not really sure that the rams are that like one or two but i think that like really muddles the picture in the, in the nfc
0: yeah it was weird because i know from a fantasy <laughs> football perspective bless you. They were, they were saying... <laughs> it's okay, uh, we'll, uh, we'll cut that out in that, in post. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They were saying that the, the Rams are a much different team would to keep to lead playing. Like, they, their um, productivity goes up. Defensive productivity is so much better with him on the field versus off the field. So they were saying, like, don't start any of the Bucks Wide receivers. Yeah, on. yeah like, Jameis was going to get flat. That's another instance of a weird thing, um,
2: zagging where it should have...
0: <laughs>
2: the, NFL the, NFL just, the nfl is always about what do you think's going to happen and then just do the opposite like like yeah. every when i'm like oh if the people are like this is the lock like this is this is definitely gonna happen like i feel like more times than not just the opposite happens like how people are like oh mahomes is gonna have an insane game yeah. he just turned out not to have an insane game like oh, yeah. as soon as <laughs> every time they hype things up it just never, it never happened.
0: Homesite is its own, is its own story. I think, um, because I don't know. It's hard to explain. But do you know when he looked back at the ref when he was running and everyone kind <laughs> <everyone laughs> of went was crazy, they're like, just like that? Pants. That was the most athletic thing they've ever seen. I thought that was like pretty standard, and it was like one of the the highlights that kept showing over and over on on red zone. So I just feel like the Mahomes hype is through the roof right now. So that's something I especially watch out for in terms of um, it coming. Down yeah. And just, crashing. just like not happening. Um, it's on a whole different level, but going back to the, uh, I guess this Bucks Rams game. Now we have the Bucks sitting at two and two, right. In the NFC South yeah. in the South, um, the teams around them, uh, assuming like the Falcons don't really have a shot. Because they have issues to work out on, um, the Saints don't have their starting quarterback for for a while. The Panthers don't have their starting quarterback for a while. Um, even though they're a game back, like they kind of put themselves in a good position to win. Uh, meanwhile, the Rams went from being, yeah, like the the favorites in the West to maybe um, now they have some major flaws to look at. And now they're behind the 49ers, say, who knows, expecting to be (laughs) 3-0, I would think, with a 42-point differential. Um, And, I mean, if you just go down these divisions, um, you'll see that just – I don't know if it's more open than ever before, but through four weeks, like, every division uh, besides, like, yeah, AFC East, where it's going to be the Patriots, again, is completely wide open –
1: yeah, I mean, if I were to look at it, it's
0: – of all – And the and the AFC West, I think the Chiefs. Everyone behind the Chiefs is playing for
1: wild card. Yeah, like in the in, in the NFC, um, there's at least three teams in all divisions that I think could win the division with yeah, the yeah. North, the South, and the West. And then the NFC East, I know it's Eagles and um, the Cowboys, but the Giants and the Eagles have
2: the same exact record. So, like that's See, happening. I disagree with that. I think – I think in the East it's the Eagles, like by far and away that the Cowboys are completely like they're just not good. And I think people I think they, they had another thing where they played like teams that weren't that good. Yeah. And then Green I think Green Bay is gonna run away with it, like because I don't think they're, the Bears are able are gonna be able to beat like uh, beat the Packers and like and beat Rogers. I bet only the West is really competitive. But even then, I'd probably give it to the Seahawks.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you can give it to the Seahawks, but right now, yeah, they're, they're tied with the Rams. Yeah. The Forty Nine ers are ahead of them.
2: They have. Yeah, to- I think they're just more of a complete team. Like, I think what's the records are like misleading to what's the actual league's gonna be, and I feel like a lot of these games you're gonna see, like that these teams aren't legit.
0: It is, but the record should uh, count for something. Like, it's the real world equivalent of like. Hey, it's not really a 3-0 team, but the three wins he racked up are going to help him in playoff positioning, right?
2: Yeah, I guess so. I, I just don't, I, I don't know if there's – especially with 2-2, two and two, it's a little different. But, but I think this week we that. But I, I don't yeah. know. Like, is there certain teams I'm just like, you got your record through like fluke games or like things that just like don't really show you're a good team. Like look at how pe- many people get out of the Packers defense after the Eagles come back.
1: Yeah. I just think it's one of those things where I, you can have the personal opinion on like kind of where these teams rack up relative to each other. But if you kind of did like the, the poll of the field, I don't think that like that consensus is out there. I think there's a lot of people kind of like you with like, okay, I think it's the Seahawks. Maybe there was another person that for some reason think that's the Rams or that's the 49ers. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, and also, so like take the North, right? I mean, I don't think the Packers would are
0: going to run away with it. Like, just the fact that the debate exists, I think, whereas maybe before it wouldn't, because I mean, the Packers run the, I think is a real concern. Um, the Bears are three and one, but they have some real concerns of their own on offense. Um, the Vikings also have the the huge imbalance on offense that they're trying to deal with. Um, I mean, it might be like the Lions might be the most complete team considering they have a pretty decent um, offense and defense defense. Um, I don't know, like the the fact that like I can sit here and say like the Lions, I think are yeah. Good. I just I just divisions.
1: don't see like and then three Khan's teams gonna, that I'm like yeah,
0: yeah. That's all. Khan's gonna chime in and say actually it's the Bears. Like it's
1: you can do that for a lot of divisions. Room, yeah. Like the South is wide open. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's muddy. I don't know. It's you you can definitely you can definitely see trends. Um, you can see strength of schedule, etc. It's less clear or transparent than I would like it to be. Um, so going on to the AFC side of things, the matchup there that kind of like teed this off was with the chiefs, um, against the lions, which once again, a top tier conference team versus like a middling to high variance, um, another conference team to the lions, the chiefs ended up kind of pulling it out at the end with like that Pat Mahomes, uh, drive there at the end. And once again, just looking at the AFC, you have the chiefs, you have the Patriots, after that, I really have no idea. In the AFC, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny that the AFC South not only has all four teams, two and two, but two of the four have a zero point differential. Um, I think the Jaguars too, they um, um, also in terms of uh, yards, they give up as much as they put up themselves on offense. So they're as middle of the road as you can be so far. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't really point at anyone and say like uh, that they're the third
2: best team. Um, Jimmy, can you? Do you, uh, well, I, I mean, for me, I think the Colts are, are better than people are giving credit for. But I really, like, I feel like that division's always like, uh, like a oh. fight. There's never like a runaway team since Peyton Manning's like retired yeah. or, or went to Denver. But yeah. do you think that, that Nick, this is, Nick Foles played his last game as an NFL starter?
0: No, I don't think so.
2: He's, I don't a, think he's on Jacksonville next year.
0: He's not on Jacksonville,
2: right? I don't think... Yeah, I think they get rid of him.
0: Yeah, well, he's... And then
2: where does he go that you're going to draft... You'd rather just draft somebody?
0: He's He might be um, uh, relegated or delegated. He might be relegated to the like veteran quarterback who starts like 3 weeks and and then like in the 4th week he's benched for a rookie um quarterback and then everyone pretends that like he never played that season at all. I think that's more like You don't think they you don't think they'll trade step. him
1: before that happens? Well, yeah, they will, but the team he goes to is going to be You don't think the Bears right now would be like your starter like end of story? Hmm. No,
2: cuz they would they believe in Trubisky.
1: You might go to like the Do they? Cuz they just played better with Chase Daniels.
2: I mean, but that doesn't mean anything for how they think.
1: I am hearing that. Well, I don't know if it's not like the Bears, but just like people like kind of looking at it are like they were already low on Trubisky going into the season. And there's nothing that's shown in the first three and a half, whatever, three weeks to say otherwise. So I I could see a situation in which the Bears do kind of pick up that phone and make that call to
2: the Jacksonville. So yeah. I can see the Titans being that team if Mariota is, like, ships this sick, this defense a sink, you know?
1: If, if – uh, I don't think Josh Allen's out for that, like, long amount of time, but, like, the Bills would be another team that would be, like, well, wait. Well, two things.
0: Uh, I think Mariota's been good so far. Um, I think two weeks ago he kind of had a more statistically good-looking game than an actual good game, but he was, I think, genuinely good last week. And – I mean, just the fact that he's a, technically a POC, but he has, like, the... Um, Person of color? Yeah. Okay. But he has the uh, the white sunglasses guys who, um, their profile picture is them sitting in the truck. He has them defending him to their death. Mariota? Yeah. Wow. I did not see that tandem happening. Because he's, like, super humble and he, like, makes his bed every morning and shit like that. Damn. That's so, good shit. So, yeah, the fact There's that... Like- that's an immigrant that came here <laughs> legally, yeah. He's contributing to society. The fact that that's happening makes me feel like Titans are still going to give him a lot of leeway.
2: Um, what was that gang? Trump was always like the MS-13. MS-13. Whatever happened to that? Uh, it just becomes Central Americans. I think he talked about it already today.
0: Okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing, Nick Foles is still injured, and he's going to be injured for another at yeah. least four weeks. So I don't think he's going to be the, able to... <laughs> when the Bears are three. Like, I don't know, do, you three trade, and do you trade for someone at the trade deadline knowing that you still have to wait for him to get healthy? I don't think you can either, because like,
2: they be, fail their physical. Yeah, I mean... It, it they exactly fail their physical. You can't trade for an injured an injured. Play. I don't think it's like the NBA where you can trade like somebody who's like injured, like a folds type situation.
1: i going back to the question. What about next year? Right. He's not like Nick Foles is magically going to stop.
2: He, he starts
1: the
0: season. He might be in a situation where there's a, a rookie behind them. Um, and he just like eventually as it happens often in the league, just gives way to the rookie. Um, and that's yes. just kind of his trajectory going forward. Like as much as I had to say it, I think that's more likely than not what's going to happen. I
1: think he retires. I think the NFL GMs have a boomer mentality, and that tells them that this son of a gun came through when the Eagles needed him the most and won a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, you don't, While while, yeah. while that pretty boy Carson Carson Woods was nursing his uh, stub toe or some shit like that, yeah. and they believe in that more than they believe in like anything. And I think some GM. Of some of these things you mentioned, or another one is going to be like, I'll give you, I'll back up the Brinks truck if you are going to be the difference between the Super Bowl or not.
0: He might go to Indianapolis and just be a backup, also. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways his career can go going forward, but he's only, he's going to be like 31 next season. Um, he's a fucking Super Bowl MVP. Cincinnati gets tired yeah. of Andy
2: Dalton. Yeah, there's stick. like a hundred ways they just draft somebody. Yeah, and then
0: the, what's the Clemson guy's name? to Sean Watson no, no the, the guy who's in Clemson right now oh
2: the white dude yeah, with the yeah long. I don't know I don't know the blonde one or whatever it's gonna go that high yeah that I fuckers, like, that's like two, a, two, uh, two oh, is yeah. gonna be like number one two is gonna go to the Bengals yeah. is it
0: so he might also end up on the Bengals and then just like by week four it's two a time Jalen Hurts calling it now anyway um do you think that he would ever be back on the Eagles though I think that's an interesting question question
2: uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's more likely to be a backup on the Eagles and just ride that out where yeah. like than he is to than he is to go anywhere else because what other team's gonna be like, let's sign this person as a backup and then get a rookie and just get rid of like you'd rather yeah. have any Dalton for like half the season or like Command money or to start back. the rookie.
1: Yeah. If you're paying if you're signing him, you're paying him under the pretense that he's a sixteen game starter. So that's just going to be interesting to see next year. Is kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah.
2: That's why I say he retires because he's probably like, you know what? I'm not going to get a starting job for sure. I'm going to always have to like look look over my shoulder. So you know what? I'm just going to go out and like sign a sign a one day contract with the Eagles. Have your like pomp and circumstance before people stop caring like about Nick Foles, and yeah. boom, like he he goes out of hero.
1: I think to end this topic, um, unless you guys have anything else to add, nope. I'm going to nope. add that. Calling it now, right now, the NFL smelling real rosy with a lot of these first year, second year quarterbacks performing really well. So everyone thinks there's like an embarrassment or riches of the position. And I think come eight weeks, uh, 12 weeks next season, uh, free agency, I think that's going to change. And people like Nick Foles are about to be cashing out. You don't believe in Minshew mania, let's say? Yeah, like Minshew, Allen, Rudolph. Like, all these guys, like, they're, some of them play decently well. Uh, let's see what 16 games of that does. Yeah. Um, so, moving on to the next topic, uh, after we wanted to kind of just go over the the state of the league, I thought there are some individual storylines that we could address. Um, the, the first one is noted – I don't even know what this guy – like, he's a football – like, he's obviously a football player. Like, that's probably – how he would um, define himself to other people? I th- I think at this point he's just like a hired hitman, except he has no idea who he's working for. Because Montez Berdick is suspended for the rest of the season for yet another cheap, illegal, dirty hit on a defenseless receiver.
2: And yeah, uh, more of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't this like uh, what Booger said on Monday Night Football? Like the coaches have allowed this. So I think I I think instead, like I think there should be a fine on Gruden. Or like, like you're allowing this player to do these things. But at the oh. same time, like they signed him. You're saying yeah. no. They saw they allowed him. Like, pr- like I, I think you allow this. You you enable like him to do this stuff. A by signing him or just like I'm sure like you could be like, yo, don't do this. But another thing is like, this is what football is for. It's like just seeing people knock the fuck out. Like we like the UFC, like boxing, like. It sucks, but it's also rules to see just someone go, like, lifeless for a second and be like, damn, like, they got fucked up. And then you have the different replays. Like, it's a Joe Theismann injury, but, like, ten times worse every time.
0: Yeah, it's always been um, funny to me how recently they stopped doing the jacked-up segment on Monday Night (laughs) Countdown. Jacked up. Um, Yeah, I mean, I remember we were talking about, like, Antonio Brown and his helmet issue, and I was saying, like, you, I don't, like, I don't trust the players to um, do the best for their safety. Um, I feel like if you're in that Raiders locker room, a lot of the uh, defenders are, like, thinking it's bullshit that he
1: got suspended. Um, it's a bang, bang play.
0: Yeah. You know, like, even though
1: he had, like, 15 prior suspensions. but <laughs> <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that like I, I think that football is not going to change unless you like take the helmets off of players and it's just more like uh rugby tackling. Um, and a guy doesn't like throw his helmet around like Sandejo did last week. Uh, if he doesn't have a helmet on himself or the pads on, I mean, but
2: for I football that's not gonna happen. like, let's, let's have football be violent. And let's just like, I don't care. Like, to me, it's, like, I just really don't care at the end of the day, like, if these people fuck themselves up besides, like, the NFL being held accountable, like, after the fact to, like, help them, but, like, at the same time, like, you have 20 years of, like, brain damage already that, like, it's, it's like the, um, it's like the WWF has with, like, CTE, and people were like, freaking out, like, the Chris Benoit thing, all these other shit happening, and they're, like, oh, it's WWE's practices, but it's, like, no, like, these people were doing crazy shit for like eight years before they got to this. So it's like day in and day out, these guys like on the high school field are just throwing their bodies around and in college and they're not, there's no limit in there. Like the NFL like manages your body more because they're like, we need to push you to a certain point, but we also have a huge investment in you. College yeah. football it doesn't matter. Like there's like three star players, like Alabama just like, okay, the next like, guy up that once that's been like born and raised just to play Alabama football you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: so um I think the league's just getting to a point well it's been getting to this with the concussion stuff but it's markets itself as this sport that is about the big hits but then at the same time it's enforcing things that kind of undercut that entire pretense of them existing so seeing kind of how that's playing out um yeah
0: before I feel like before it's always been a balance of offense defense and in terms of what's being marketed to people. uh, But now it's more like, uh, Oh, look, we have Pat Mahomes throwing 50 touchdowns a season. We have 46 year old Tom Brady still going strong and Oh, uh, someone's getting carted off. Oh, that's just like a minor coincidence. Let's go back to like all these offensive highlights. I feel like that's, that's kind of where the NFL is now. And it's, It's only going to get weirder, like, as we go forward. Um, I feel like as we're going to take more and more uh, things away from the defense, what they can do. I think some I agree with, like, I think Sendejo like, shouldn't be, like, hurling himself and accidentally knocking teammates out as he's already done, like, five times in his career. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just going to be, like, weird to look back at the NFL, how it was like 2005 and then 2015 and then like 2025. And it's, it's just, I feel like a completely different league. And another thing that we can talk about is like the kids not playing football as much. As you're playing flag football. I don't even know how like you have linemen anymore. Cause all the kids playing flag football end up just learning how to be receivers and
2: quarterbacks and stuff. Well, I mean it's until you're seventh grade. I think like a lot of them do it to like seventh grade or like high school. Which is more than enough time. Like, like, people act like it might not be as smooth at first, but I think like they can pick it up. You know, like, there's people that pick up like any of these sports like in like a year or two. And there's enough like people who are freak athletes. But the question is for me is like, will like, what will the NFL do in terms of like integrating the league more to like, the future of like, Oh, let's like try to get more people to watch in cool different ways and how that's going to correspond to like hit, it like hits and stuff like that. Like the glass helmet or like oh, yeah. with camera and the helmet, you know, like, and somebody like imagine a camera and helmet and somebody gets fucked up. Like, you know, like, and you're like looking at it from like their perspective, like yeah. the NFL could do that. Cause it'd be really cool. But like, I think that's the, their future on the, how the NFL is going to market the league is, I think much more important than like whoever's like in fight football now.
0: Yeah, they're just going to like try to uh, um, what is it, sweep the people getting carted off under the bus as much as possible. Indiana Hill screwed, I think. But moving on, uh, we wanted to talk about <laughs> something strange that has popped up, uh, which I don't even know like how to fucking talk
1: about. Kai, you want to try? Yeah, so Raquan Smith of the Chicago Bears has just – not been showing up uh, as of the past week to team practices, uh, the game just are on the sidelines. And there's one of those like interviews that they they had with um, Matt and Aggie and they're just like, okay, why is this, why is this guy not um, showing up into practice and his response is, Oh, it's personal issues. And then they asked him again, it's like, okay, why? And it's like, Oh, it's personal issues. And then they asked him again, and it's, probably, it's like, Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's personal issues. And, that made me just think about um, the interview that Arian Foster would have with reporters that I'm playing of, right now. Um, so you play. want to continue success in this league, you must string together wins. No, that's not that's the, the one. Wait, it's this other one. Sorry. <laughs> it's not this season. Not for you. A little bit of a shaky no, it's not that one either. <laughs> there oh, is God. an actual, like, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> okay, here it is. And it reminded me
0: of this just out here trying to be the best teammate I can be and you know, I'm going to work hard at doing that physically you're good to go yeah man I'm just trying to be the best teammate I can be man yeah man you know I'm just trying to be the best teammate I can be you know I'm uh, working hard at doing that yeah I'm just out here man just you know working hard every single day trying to be the best
1: teammate I can be alright so <laughs> that was Aaron Foster just answering these questions with the same fucking answer which apparently Maggie took a, play, uh, took a page out of his playbook in but what do you guys think is the reason this guy's just not showing up? What are personal reasons?
0: I don't know. I think he just doesn't want to go to London. Like, it's a long flight. You, you think he's lined. got warrants?
1: He can't do international travel that he doesn't want to come out?
0: I don't know.
1: I, I have no idea,
0: man. What, I mean,
1: it's it's, just this
2: week he hasn't
1: showed up? Yeah, and
2: they're just like, yo, where are you? And, like, they're just writing all these articles. The story
0: like, is, like, he hasn't been himself in, <laughs> around the facility.
2: But the, but the article is, like, I don't know, It could be the a mental health and he's, like, and they're like, yeah, do we really – like they're playing the Raiders. They're probably like, yeah, you know what? Just stay home. Like if this isn't worth it. Like you're going to have like two weeks to recover and then come back as yourself because they care more about the playoffs.
1: Yeah, so I do think it's a mental health thing, which is not like the funny part in all of this. I think the humorous part has been the reactions by uh, media to what's happening because all these articles about him, they're not like typical, okay, player's not attending practice. It's yeah. like something's amiss in like – in in the water in chicago <laughs> like, they're like writing these very like prose, like narrative-based storylines about this guy and it's just like very interesting uh, so i just thought that was like an interesting tidbit to bring up um all right so the last want to talk about is this nfl trading card thing as it's as it released uh, some of the breaking news so jim did you want to kind of go into that a bit more
2: yeah so if you like go to the nfl's like facebook there's like there will be, like, different posts, and I'll do this in the group chat when the podcast posts. they mm-hmm. will have, like, a, like a, it's like a square, like, formatting for, like, the like how it looks like a normal, like, Instagram photo, whatever it would be. And it's, like, this great shot of, like, Vontez, Perfect, and it's, like, breaking, like, out for season. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Bradley Chubb, like, tears his ACO, and they're, like, breaking. And it's, like, a great shot of, like, Bradley Chubb, and you're, like, why is this... Why are they like, advertising this? Like, why are they advertising? Like, is it just being like, oh, this person tore their ACL? They're like, oh, this is like a new thing. Like, check out this image. Like, so you're like, oh, I like this image. But it's I like, hate the, it's
0: this. like the Sam Darnold thing when he was like, yeah. oh, he yeah. gets the camera, but he's <laughs> out with mono.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, um, they never fail to capitalize in a bad way off of something. Kareem I mean, runs-
2: just doesn't understand how, how like, Social media works. That's the problem. And it's like you're the biggest, like, thing on the planet and you still don't know, like, how to, like, run a social media account.
0: Like, bam, Kareem Hunt,
1: back from domestic violence. (laughs) Plus uh, 95 rating.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: All right. right. On that note, that's the end of uh, the notes from around the league. Definitely uh, an interesting one, a fluky one. um, But I think some... Narratives are finally starting to be established. So we'll be going into the uh, week five matchups next. So we'll see you guys in a bit. Welcome back, everyone. It's time for the segment of the podcast where we look ahead to week five, some of the matchups that are happening amongst your relative teams. And the best part of the podcast, an interview with Jim and asking some of his questions, some of his takes, some of his kind of feedback about the league and then we'll call it a wrap after that. So hope, do you want to start us off with the first, uh, match that we're looking at? Oh yeah, I sure do. Uh, let's see,
0: starting with Jim versus
1: Shane, since Jim
0: is our guest. Um, again, we're just taking a, a look and it's, it's also Tuesday. So I'm, not everyone has their lineup set. I, but I, I
2: have my lineup set based off of Adam's not being in. So yeah,
0: that's cool. Um, yeah, so 131 for you. Um, I don't know what uh, Shane's pedal is going to be, but I see he already has Melvin Gordon in there. I'm sure he couldn't wait to plug that guy in. Foaming on uh, yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, let's, since you're the guest, let's go from top. Matt Ryan versus Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady's going to destroy Washington. like, And he's not even going to take his foot off the pedal either. It's going to be like a five-touchdown game. Um versus Matt Ryan at Houston. Yeah. I think like isn't that the problem with uh the Falcons is that he's getting yards but he's not throwing touchdowns or
2: is that they're just falling behind too quickly. And like then they're not then they're like not getting any sustainable drives.
0: Well he's been a good fantasy quarterback even though he's thrown six interceptions. Um anyway, edge to Brady here. Um the receiving core, Keenan Allen and T. Y. Hilton. Julian Alamond and Sterling Shepard, you have the edge. Um, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, yeah, that's Shane's best combination, too, which, uh, I don't know, is Sterling Shepard good? Is he...
2: Yeah, he's pretty good. Actually. Yeah, he's pretty good, but it, they're going against Minnesota, and I yeah. don't think Jones is ready to play. The to block that pass down.
1: Yeah. Is Golden Tate coming back this week? He sure is.
2: Mm, can't wait for him to contribute with two
1: passes, uh, two catches for four yards. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Jordan Howard
0: versus Marlon Mack, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon. Um, I mean, it's
1: you. Um, I think... Are you starting Jordan Howard, Jim? Yeah,
2: yeah I'm starting Jordan Howard. All right. I think, I think Jordan Howard against the Jets is going to have a good game. And I think, like, everyone's high on Sanders, but, like... You have to think, like, we were talking about this, you were talking about this last week, Hov, about, like, how I approach things analytically. And it's like, I don't do that at all. I just approach it from the football sense of, like, <laughs> oh, what's the storylines that I've heard? And, like, the Eagles are in a running back committee that's similar to the Patriots. Everyone's expecting the rookie running back to, to bust out. So what's going to happen? Oh, the guy they traded a fourth-round pick for and, like, got, and it seems like he's on his last leg is going to end up, like just killing it. And I think that he's going to have a good game, like 60 yards and like maybe a touchdown or like nine. I think he's have like nine, 10 points.
0: Yeah. So you have, you know, the edge there, but I see enough from Shane. Um,
2: it's going to be a close game.
1: Yeah. marlack is hurt. He's, yeah. He, I don't know, but they might fall behind anyways. So it might be like a Naeem Hines game anyways. I don't think such a thing exists.
0: I don't think a Nahim Nahim Hines game exists but I see like (laughs) enough there for him to like upset you in terms of running back advantage like Le'Veon Bell's going he's not going to run for shit against the Eagles but he might catch like 12 balls for 80 yards all in garbage time um and uh you know maybe a receiving touchdown or two um Melvin Gordon is going to be eased in I think but you never know um all I wish to say is like I expect you to win fully. Um, he has a starting tight end on bye, and I don't know who's the best like free agent tight end
2: right now. Like Vernon Davis, it's probably going to be a Mark Andrews advantage. So, I mean, I believe my team will win if if like if Adams is is playing. I'm like I feel a lot better about it because I and I think Adams will play. Um, do you want He's to make a money. bet right now Do you, of him playing or not no playing? No
1: chance he plays.
2: Turf Toe. No chance he plays. All right. Can I get Will Disley if he plays?
0: Uh,
2: no. Okay. Well, then there's no bet I want to make.
1: Outside of – a bet outside of fantasy football. No, just pick his height end. Who's his height end? M- uh, Mark, Mark Andrews. All right. Mark Andrews for Will Disley. Who, no, I'll never get a Mark Andrews. Adams plays then uh jim gets pulled Disney. if he doesn't play then hope gets mark andrews all
2: right now what the what's yeah. one of the best like places to to eat like in in the city that's like an eat that's like not too expensive
0: uh i don't know what's what's a good place in the northeast
2: Ilya would know okay how about this i'll buy you both if a meal it's like <laughs> a,
1: a, a fucking converted dentist office
2: yeah yeah it's like the basement, basement, basement
1: floor of a corner row home yeah. um and you're gonna like you, you like walk in there with like that like heavy northeast carpeting and it's just like real fucking shags. You have a Pakistani
0: and, grandma making,
1: and you're getting like sandwiches. the best fucking latkes like served to you because like this grandma's making it while her daughter's like yes. helping her her daughter like uh, study for like her fifth grade um, spelling test the next day. It's gonna be good shit.
2: So, yeah. So all right, so one of those northeast restaurants, I'll buy your bo- I'll buy both of your meals, but okay. if you. Yes, the restaurant. Right. Yes. <laughs> if i if i win and i'm right and i'll be back the, t- the weekend of the 25th so we can do this then i'm like 100 serious if not you have to buy me you have to buy me the same place and then drive me to any fast food location i would like
1: in the same day well, no I don't have-
2: it'll be the same day not- i'm totally fine
1: with that i'm willing to make that bet
2: Alright. okay all right, all right. we'll digitally um, shake them
0: All right. Just a final note on Shane. I noticed that like last week he had literally no choices um to be made uh in his starting lineup versus his bench. Uh now finally we see his team opening up a bit. Melvin Gordon coming back. Um he had his tight end uh going forward in Hawkinson. He's on the bye now, but I don't think he was hurt seriously enough to miss any time. So, this is a good timing with the uh, bye. But um, other than that, like Le'Veon Bell was on his bye and finally uh, is, is going to come back. Well, I guess not finally. But Devin Singletary also, he's still injured, but um, he was hyping him up big time. And I really do see the hype. So, I think uh, uh, Shane's team is probably the most interesting one of three team. At this point, just based on his team opening up and new opportunities being formed for him, uh, but we can move on. Uh, I guess we could just go down the list because we have four and O John versus two and two Ilya. Um, uh, let's see. Ilya has a running back on bye, so he's projected to lose by thirty eight. But his he not he literally has no other running backs assuming Damian Williams misses another week. So it's already uh costly. Looking murky. Yeah. It's already <laughs> I don't know. I mean it's kind of it's kind of bleak. But Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, my team up for a good one two punch. Um, but I mean looking looking across the aisle I really there isn't a single matchup that I would give the advantage to Ilya for.
1: Here.
0: Well, nope,
2: I s- certainly wouldn't. I think I think Ilya has a chance to pick up a running back to be servable, serviceable this week, but I actually like I like Godwin in New Orleans over over Mike Evans in New Orleans, and I like Brandon Cooks over Amari Cooper. Honestly, like I I don't think the Cowboys are going to have a good. They're going to have a rough few weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like. And I, but I think running back wise, like obviously, uh, like, by thirty fifty. That's yeah. Fair.
0: <laughs> no, well, Mike Evans had like a debilitating stomach issue the first two weeks, and now you finally see him coming back. Yeah, the shit, something like that. Yeah, some, the flu or something. Um, but that being said, Chris Cow was coming off forty-five points. So I mean, yeah, I mean you could give the slight edge here to Ilio, but it, I don't think really makes a difference. Yeah. Um, it's John all the way. Um, get your running back situation together. Moving on. Let's see. Uh, Mishi versus Steve Fultz. Uh, Mishi at the moment's projected to win by eight, which is kind of closer than what I think it would be. Um, considering... It's well, fun. it's just going
1: to keep starting O.J. Howard. I guess he has to. Maybe. I mean,
0: I would give up on him. Like, I wouldn't drop him, but I'd definitely bench him.
2: There's so, not many tight ends that you can really replace. Yeah. Any, like, five, nine, six points. Like, you're just hoping that he, he's, like, returns to, like, elite level. But even then, like, it's still, like, he's better than whoever else. You know, like, but do you think... So I look at when I look at uh, Mishi's team, I feel like the real uh, the real thing will be is is David Johnson in Cincinnati going to outpace McCaffrey in Jacksonville? Because I think that that determines who wins the game.
1: Oh shit! And especially with what the Steelers running backs did against Cincinnati this past week, I don't know if uh, McCaffrey will. You, no, I'm, I'm taking McCaffrey all the way. Just
0: the. Sheer fact is he plays 100% of the snaps. Um, he, he doesn't necessarily even have to be all that effective to be good in fantasy, but it helps a lot that he is genuinely a good football player too. Um, I just... I don't know. I mean, he put up 44 points against the Rams week
1: one, right? Um, now, Jacksonville a good defense, but... Yeah, that's what I'm really it's, hanging. Uh, that's where that's what I'm really hanging my hat on is it's that um, they're going against a good defense. Which I don't know what happened once again with that Rams game, or was that the Chargers game that the the Panthers um, lost the first week? But I don't like the, Rams. the the Arizona defense is not good. The Houston defense I don't think is good, but the Tampa Bay um, defense for whatever you can say about their offense, their defense is good. So. This will definitely be a test of, like, the second good defense he faces if that affects his game script.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm, I think McCaffrey's matchup proof, though, honestly, just because... Yeah, I... I, I, offense
2: is I mean, not against on, the Bucs, he wasn't. He put up seven points. Yeah, but that's because Cam Newton, like, just sucks.
0: Yeah, the, there's also yeah, a difference between having a guy who's, like, contemplating retiring versus... 116 passer raping kyle allen. kyle allen
2: all right do, <laughs> do we know hold on that was in that was in new orleans right or not new orleans uh, new, uh, north carolina right so yeah. i want to see like what the weather was like on september 12th that's,
0: that's, i think that's Let's getting too much into yeah let's
2: let's <laughs> let's, put out, like, gotta, let's put out i feel like that dictated this, like what what it was like all 12 of
1: our eyes 24 of our eyes be focused this is, on this this is actually Carolina, a pretty Jacksonville close matchup. matchup yeah
0: even though fultz is 0-4 and, and mishi's 3-1 it's actually going to be a super interesting one i'm giving the edge to mishi but i think it is going to be super close um but the way this league's been it's just like it takes one player to break out um and just have a 40 burger and then like even if everyone else is carrying their weight with like 12 to 15 points, you just have that one guy that puts you over the edge. And I think um,
2: Mishi's team is more likely to have that one guy. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, with, with Fultz. I think Fultz is going to have a dominant week led by Joe Mixon, led by Dak, led by everyone who's let him down. Plus his boy, David Johnson and Mishy's is going to lose because I think Mishi, like, Michi, like as, good, as much as I like his team, I just don't know, besides McCaffrey, I can trust anyone else to break out.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, moving on, Jeff versus Ant, two three, and 3-1 teams. Um, obviously, you know how I feel about Ant's team, but... <laughs> um, but, um, so, obviously, the, the um, edge of quarterback goes to Jeff. Um, Pat, Patrick Mahomes versus Tiny Hands Jared Goff. Yeah, how are they feeling about that contract down there? Did you, uh, did you see that thing whose Tiny Hands are to blame for all the fumbles that he has?
1: I did not. It's unlike not the interceptions. Done. Alex Smith syndrome happening. Yeah, two interceptions last week. Four, three inter- uh, two interceptions the week before, three interceptions last
0: week. Yeah, it's always tough going up to Seattle, too. Yeah. So, definitely an edge to Jeff there. Um, uh, Again, Ant has the better receivers I think Hopkins and Beckham I although like I don't know how many more weeks of DeAndre yeah Hopkins Samuels not, and
1: Jeffrey are not asking them again yeah sure
0: um running backs are a different story um I mean I think fantasy wise Miles Sanders has a good chance of having like let's say like 12 points um but and Wayne Goldman is a good pickup he uh wait oh shit he's going against minnesota though he's so. gonna
2: start brito though over he's gonna start brito over sanders probably
0: yeah let me look at this bench real quick brito he might start ronald jones if oh oh, think. he has ronald jones yeah he, he should definitely start ronald jones um it's finally we were, we were talking about how like something needs to break for him to have uh a reliable running back and that just might be ronald jones um, at some point I want to talk about like
1: me drafting him and then dropping him I don't know if it was this league or not.
0: <laughs> no, I want to talk about like league winners at some point. I don't know like when that time is right mm-hmm. for that, but Ronald Jones is definitely he's on top of, of those. All
1: right. Well, we'll add that as yeah. a second.
0: Yeah. Um, so still running backs. I would give to Jeff um, Ecklers. I think he's still good. even with Melvin Gordon. Cause he was when they were um, playing together. Todd Gurley is a good RB2, even though he's RB1 at this point. Um, I just think he has like three RB2s, and that's better than whatever um, Ann has. And then Evan Ingram, I would take over Eric Ebron for sure. I don't think he has any other tight ends to put over him. Sure doesn't. Yeah, so I think um, Jeff wins this in a with a comfortable, let's say, 15 points. Uh, moving on... We have UConn versus John Paulino. Let's get it.
1: Um, um,
0: at dinner is on by, so you're projected to lose by twenty-seven. Just have some interesting. You have David Montgomery on the bench. I don't know if you're going to start him or
1: not. Um, I don't know. I probably can't if. Uh, Adams doesn't play because of all that gambling. It's too juicy to pass up, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. How do you feel about Juju? How do you feel about (sighs) the situation there? I'm pretty down on Juju. Uh, Well, not on – like, Juju's fine. Juju's running wide open and getting, like, really good looks. It's just that I think Allen's thrown the ball downfield, like, twice, like, in each of his two starts so far. So I'm going to hope that it's just an adjustment period and they kind of don't do, like, that weird, like – 10 handoff to running backs fucking Jalen samuels coming in as the quarterback handing off to Jane, like all that bullshit and yeah. they kind of get into like more of a downfield deep threat offense
0: yeah
1: um but i mean it's one game he still put up like 14 ish or more points like all three weeks regardless of like what has been transpiring in pittsburgh so i feel okay about him
2: i'm not like okay down down as um i would be on like other players yeah i mean, so- you're both looking for a quarterback this week because I feel like there's no way John trusts Andy Dalton. So it's like whoever gets the best quarterback could like could could determine who wins this game.
1: Yeah,
0: it might be a bidding war between you two on
1: the. Way I know, we are. and guess who spent all their uh, fab like fucking thirty something dollars on <laughs> yeah. on John Ross. Yeah,
0: so I think this this matchup is pretty close. Um, let's not look at the quarterbacks. But it's I think it's a matter of looking at how the individual players match up Um, like. Like Cooper Cup Thursday night in Seattle, like I love Cooper Cup, but I'm just kind of worried about that matchup there versus Larry Fitzgerald playing as a completely broken Cincinnati team. You know, it might even out to them like being on the same level this week. Divisional matchup Um, for Michael Thomas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I still give his receivers the edge. I think like running backs is really where I kind of um, hang my hat. I think like Henry's fine, um, Lindsay's fine, but I just I just think that like Elliott and Carson kind of just provide yeah, high, higher floor, higher ceiling. I agree.
0: Yeah, so I would I would give this one to you. Um, no free meal for you yet, John. Sorry, not yet, John. <laughs> Till next week. Um, I think we talk about everyone except for me. Um, and we really Ryan. To,
1: though? just kidding.
0: Well, t- <laughs> yeah, it's the 10th place team versus the 11th place team, but one of us is tanking and one of us is not. So, um, does that reflect worse on you or him? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, it's not, it's not looking good for me. Um, I think I'm kind of waiting for things to clear up. Like I have golden Tate coming back. I don't know if he's going to be any good. I'm hoping for it.
2: Um, hopefully on Hill. So
0: yeah, I'm um, Tyree might be a couple of weeks until he's back. So I'm just treading water until then. Um, with my receiving core, um, I don't know what's happening with Thielen. I feel like something has to give, like they're going against the giants. I feel like this is an ideal moment for them to turn their fortunes around, but, um, Phelan's on my team. So I fully expect him to not do anything again. And, the whole situation to fall apart. Um but so I, I give the edge to myself at, at the uh, quarterback position, at the receiving position, um and at the running back position. I think I I don't know, I would take Fortnite over Freeman, to be honest. I know Fortnite's kind of like streaky, but he did come off a really good game. Um versus Freeman who even trash talking this whole time. I feel like we haven't said a good thing about <laughs> no, it. No, not at all. Even though he's, he's been putting up fancy points, but I think in real life, he doesn't look that good at all. Um, and then his the second roundbacks, Tariq Cohen, who got, got a touchdown, which even then only ended up with 10 points. So I'd give the definite edge to myself there. Uh, Will Dusley versus Dawson Knox. Um, I'm not saying Will Disley's like a world beater yet, but he's better than whoever Dawson Knox is at this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope I win this so I, I don't have to like come on the podcast and we can eat <laughs> shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I also if I lose, then I might just be done with fantasy football. <laughs> it's awful. And uh, that's, that's our forecast. So anything else we got left?
1: Yeah, so I think now we can kind of pivot over to uh, talking to Jim and getting uh, some more of his takes, thoughts, um, just general feedback about the league. So before we start any of this, let's just start off with, like, what's your hot take, uh, take of the league, Jim?
2: Okay. Um, my hot take is that Shane is never going to win a championship for as long as <laughs> the league exists. And <laughs> the reason is, is it's not because Shane's a bad manager. It's because Shane has the worst luck possible. So, like, <laughs> If you go back to high school, like, there was one game where, like, I don't know if it was Gronk or someone that, like, wasn't supposed to be playing, and Shane was working, like, a part-time job at Acme during, like, a blizzard, and this was, like, before you could just use your cell phone to change (laughs) things, and he couldn't get home or, like, call anyone in time to be like, yo, yo, dad, can you change this? And just every year, something happens to Shane's team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we
1: have said that before
0: yeah. <laughs> With regards to Shane. <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: uh, Okay. going along in the theme of that, we want to give you the opportunity um, in light of your recent victory um, against Ant in your matchup and provided all the shit-talking that happened, 30 uninterrupted seconds of you just talking shit to Ant in whatever capacity
2: you would like. So please, uh, the floor is yours. All right, well, Ant turned out to be a total fluke <laughs> like anyone from Roxborough is. <laughs> just what what know is that No, nothing. The best part of it is he just, he had to rely on like certain players like, top, like, oh, I drafted these top wide receivers. I was going to do this wide receiver, wide receiver, like try to be smart. And it just blew up in his face. And I think <laughs> it was even better just as the Eagles were coming back. To see that Sanders was like not really a part of it at all, and just knowing and seeing Devontae Adams like just destroy the, just destroy the Eagles, and it just like worked out in the best way where it didn't mean anything, but for Adams, but it meant something for me fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just glad I won. I think Ant's team. I do think Ant's team's pretty good, uh, which is sad for all of us. Like that he's like constructed a pretty solid roster in like one year as a fantasy manager. Which is yeah. like he's he's done better than Ari and Bergman, and it's only been like four games.
0: Yep. Yeah, Roxborough is a pretty weird place. Uh, just being up there for a couple months, it was just like little cute boutique stores where you're like, okay, this is like a like a nice area. But then there's just like all these drifters and people who walk around yelling at their wife and children. Um, just a complete juxtaposition of what you'd expect from like a Philadelphia neighborhood. Well, so, that's like yeah. South Philly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I don't know. And Northeast. For a good job explaining it, but, <laughs> no, Northeast. Northeast is very like consistent. Like you could definitely
2: say something about the Northeast. I feel oh, like okay. okay. You're saying that there's you can't really pinpoint down like Roxborough, Manny, area.
0: Like a nice like secondhand clothing shop with like um some like nice cute clothes or something and like uh a cursive uh sign made out front you're like okay so who's actually going to these stores when everyone outside of it is just like laying on the Dunkin Donuts steps just like yelling at the passerby um telling their kid to like shut the fuck up and like walk faster (laughs) it's just like completely strange but anyway um moving on
1: (laughs) I think we want to try this Uh, No, we still have a couple uh, more things I was gonna really ask you. What is your what is your general like season long outlook on your team
2: relative to John's team? Uh, Who do you think is gonna win? Okay, so I don't like shit talking too much because then I don't want to have to eat my words. But I feel like I'm pretty confident that my team come playoff time is just ten. is is way better. in terms of, like, I think Cook and Kamara with, like, Breeze back and with a team fully run, run, like, running, they're going to really, like, make something happen. And I just don't – from John's team, I just feel like there's certain moments where he has week-to-week where people are scoring 40 who you're not going to expect. And I don't know if he's going to be able to choose the right people. But the thing is, like, I really – I don't have to worry about John. I can beat John. I just can't beat Jeff in the playoffs. So once I get, if I go <laughs> in the same bracket as Jeff, I'll be like, fine, because then I'll be like, okay, Jeff will take down, will take down John. Someone else will take down Jeff, and yeah. then I'll, like, you're go in.
1: You're, you're going to position yourself in that <laughs> way. So going to tank. go through the <laughs> gauntlet of Jeffrey yeah. Perez. Yeah. uh, uh <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, so maybe you did answer the question, but um, besides John's team, like, what do you think is, like, the biggest dark horse in the league to kind of, you know, win it
2: all? Ishii. Because I think...
1: Wait, yeah,
2: is, that, is that, yeah, what's up with that? Okay, so Mishi, I think Deshaun Watson, can, I think his team can all put up solid numbers, and I think oh, Christian definitely. McCaffrey is a league winner. Like, just like he can put up 50 points in a game, and then the next week, put up 50 points. Like, he's the only, he's one of the only people besides, I feel like Kamara and like, I don't know, that's like a running back that can just put up like that many points. Like, it's Mahomes. And like McCaffrey and Kamara that I'd be like, "Oh, if i'm down by thirty or I'm down by fifty i there's a chance that this person could do it yeah. whereas if there's not many other players I feel like can do that
1: Thank you for um, anointing Mishi as the Dark Horse team and judging it by the content of his players on his team and not anything else <laughs> um, all right we're going we're going to end uh, as we always do with our guests because this is our um, <laughs> You know, running segment that we've perfected and are going to perfect going forward—the jigsaw of of the week. So, James, are you ready for this? Yes. Take a long drag of that bowl and get ready to answer. Would you rather give the first ninety percent or the t- last ten percent of a blowjob?
0: Oh,
1: first ninety percent,
2: totally. You think so? So that's nine. Yeah, the ten you're doing it for the last yes, 10% of time. No, not if you're no, no because, like, a you're okay. just looking into the dude's eyes. Nine. No, uh, no I don't want the. So what? you said the first ninety percent of the blowjob. You never said it had to be a good blowjob, right? right? So I had to do a good enough service that like he gets to coming, right? But right, I feel right. like this depends on the. Like, can we choose the guy, or well, no?
1: Uh, if, can we also choose the quality? You the, can choose
2: three guys, but then we have eventually
1: pick one of those three. Can we, we choose the those. quality of the blowjob too? Because he doesn't
0: necessarily have to finish. You can give a blowjob that's so bad that he's just like, all right, this isn't really working. I'm so no, but
2: see, I have the, the incentive to do a really seven, good so,
0: blowjob. So just take the last ten percent of a really bad blowjob No, rate.
2: No, you take the first you take the first 90% and you do such a good job that you don't have any come on. You. Cause I don't want that. Like, why would I want the last it's part? It's
1: like a super soaker, man. It's like, ban- it's like you want to rip the bandaid off, or do you want to like
2: kind of like inch by inch? it? I want to inch by inch. Huh? It. No, it's not the same thing. It's not You're like a band Percent <laughs> inch is it, is a deal breaker. Like, Jim, do you want to give the first ninety percent of this blowjob inch by inch? No, or? I just give a really good ninety. I give a really good ninety percent, and like it's done faster than I thought. It's literally okay. nine times as long okay. as... Okay, also, can I be, am I allowed to be on any performance-enhancing drugs, like Molly? What performance-enhancing drugs do you think would make you give the best blowjobs? Oh, uh, like Molly. Or like whatever drugs that I'm
1: like, I have no idea what the fuck's I going on. I like bath salts, because then you're like, you lose consciousness and you don't wake up with any memories, but <laughs> well, Molly would be another well, one. bath salts don't use, have
0: any effects on you, which... Which is terrifying considering that guy ate the other guy's face completely sober. Oh,
2: that's true. That might yeah. end up in a worse Yeah, situation. I'm not trying to eat somebody. Like, I'm trying to eat their dick, but not, like, eat their dick.
1: That's fair. Um, well, I think that's there's no better. there's no better note to end it on uh, than Jim saying he wants to eat the dick, just not eat the dick. So, uh, from all of us, uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. New guest. Stay tuned to find out. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, Jim, for skyping in. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Yep. All right. See you guys. Bye. All right.